Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in right now. I have got something that I cannot wait to share. You know, I, I posted something on Facebook earlier this week and I said that studying the book of James like we've been doing here at Christian Life Online for quite a while now has been challenging, right? I mean, this, this book is incredibly challenging. We've said it before, but I'll say it again. If you have ever asked yourself the question or you've heard someone ask the question of, is the Bible still relevant today? Read James. I mean, goodness, the things that James begins to speak into are still things that all of these years later, we still struggle with. It's incredible. i got a question for you before we jump in uh, right now, and, and here it is. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten information? Have you ever, you know, I, I guess nowadays the most common way is, you know, it wasn't too long ago, I got a text message on my phone. That wasn't meant for me. It was about me, but it wasn't meant for me. You know, I, I, you've got to love group text messages. Sometimes people will say things and, and they're thinking that it's meant for one person, but instead that information is getting out to everyone. I think we've all at one time in our life or another have had that experience where we found out what someone was saying about us that we weren't really supposed to find out about. You know, We've got a bad problem as people. Speaking badly about other people, you know, another word for that is gossip, but we also, we've got a bad, bad problem with judging other people. We have issues with judging other people, and you guessed it from what I'm talking about already. That's exactly what this passage in James is talking about. So if you've got your Bible, I'd encourage you open up. If not, I'll read it for you anyways, but I'm going to go ahead and read. We're reading two verses today. Two verses. James chapter 4, verse 11 and verse 12. So let's go ahead and read it right now. It says this, it says, don't speak evil against each other, my dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize each other and condemn each other, then you are criticizing and condemning God's law. Wow. It continues on, it says, But you are not a judge who can decide whether the law is right or wrong. Your job is to obey it. Another translation says, it adds this another little sentence in at the end. It says, your job is to obey it, not judge whether it applies to you or not. Whoo! Okay, so your job is to obey it. Verse 12, God alone, who made the law, can rightly judge among us. He alone has the power to save or to destroy. So what right do you have to condemn your neighbor? You know we're about to have church this morning now. I mean, you can't read a, you know, a couple verses like that and not feel at some level. I don't care how Christian you are. I don't care how nice you are. I don't care how good of a person you are, okay, we can use whatever statement we want to make. Every one of us is guilty, 
from time to time, whether we should be or not, is a whole nother statement. But every one of us is guilty of doing one of two things that we're talking about right now. Speaking negatively, criticizing, condemning someone else because of something they do, something they say, because we don't like that they wore a red shirt today, that's just not their color, uh, or judging other people. Every one of us is guilty of this. We judge others, we talk smack about other people, we gossip, we'll call it what it is about other people. And James 4, 11 to 12, clearly speaks against this. Don't speak evil against each other, my dear brothers and sisters. So I want to remind you very quickly the context behind this book, because I think this adds value to what you and I, what we're thinking, what we're talking about right now. The context of the book of James is this. James wrote this book. Obviously now it's relevant to you and I today, but the original audience for this book Remember, if you go back to the first week that we were talking about James, the second week we were talking about James, James is writing to a people that are walking through one of the most difficult times in their lives. You think about the people that he's writing to. He's writing to people that are living in foreign lands. They're foreigners. They're living in countries that they're not originally from because they had to run for their lives from their own country because of their beliefs. He's speaking to people that are dealing with anxiety, stress, I mean, you name it, that's who James is speaking to right now. These people that have faced incredible hardship are still, still, even after all the difficult things that they've dealt with, James is still having to address these things because it's still an issue in their life. Isn't it amazing? doesn't matter how rough you've had it, how good you've had it. Every one of us can always find an excuse to put other people down. No matter how privileged or not we have been in our lives, we don't need an excuse. It's almost like it's built into us the desire to, to put other people down so we can look better. It's harsh truth. It's harsh truth. But it is truth. Every one of us has to fight this in ourselves. We have to fight the urge to not speak negatively about other people. We have to fight the urge to not criticize other people. And here's the truth. We have no clue what it's like to be them. Every one of us has to fight the urge, the temptation, to condemn other people. Every one of us. Every one of us has to fight that natural bent inside of us to judge other people. We can't drive down the road. I mean, I've heard so many things on Facebook and stuff where people are judging other people because they're wearing a mask right now in their car. Like, I, obviously, this is comical. You know, wearing a mask in your car kind of defeats the purpose of wearing a mask. But hey, whatever makes you feel more comfortable, whatever floats your boat, go for it. But we're judging other people for the dumbest things because every one of us at some level or another has to fight against this. You know, in this passage, uh, I've joked with, with you before, 
I don't consider myself to be a Greek scholar. I don't normally bust out the Greek, but there's one word that I want to bring to you, and I'm probably going to butcher it. I'm not going to pronounce it right. So again, it just proves that I'm not a Greek scholar, but here it is. When, when our Bible, when it says don't speak evil against each other, and it talks about criticizing and condemning them, the original Greek word that it uses is kataleo, which means backbiting. But it goes a step further. It doesn't just mean backbiting. Another uh, definition of it is saying something or doing something that may, not that will, that may, that could, that has the potential of injuring or hurting someone else. It's a powerful definition. That's why we say in our Bible, that's why our Bible reads, don't speak negatively, don't speak evil against each other. Don't criticize, don't condemn each other. Catalaleo. I think I actually may have said it properly that time. How about that? Gold star for me. I've got a couple passages that I want to share with you that do go along with what James 4, 11 and 12 is saying. The first is found in Matthew. It's Matthew chapter 22. It's verses 37 to 40. So I'm going to go ahead and read that for you. Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40, it says this. And uh, some context behind this scripture. Again, I know I'm talking context a lot, but it's important to understand what's going on when we read a verse. That way we're not just taking it out of context and making it mean something it was never meant to, to mean. So in this part that we're getting ready to read, what's happened here is Jesus is talking with some religious leaders. And as they're talking, these religious leaders, they're trying to stump Jesus. They're trying to get him to say something he didn't mean to say. And it actually says in the paragraph right before it, in 34 to 36, it says that one of these religious leaders who is actually an expert in the law tried to catch Jesus up by asking him, it's verse 36, it says, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Now, again... Hey, I mean, modern day equivalent, think of a lawyer, okay? A lawyer, he knows what's going on, asking a question with the exact purpose of trying to catch us and trip us up. And this is Jesus' reply, uh, reply in 37 to 40. He says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two, on these two commandments. This religious leader, this expert in the law, is trying to catch Jesus up and get him to say something he didn't mean to say, right? And Jesus responds with, you know, he, he's asked the question, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest, what, let's sum it down, okay? We'll dumb it down even more. What do we have to do to qualify, right? To be good enough, to, to obey the law. And Jesus' res response is, love God with everything that's inside of you and love other people. You do those two things, everything else. If you love God, and you love others, you're not going to cheat with someone else's wife. 
If you love God and you love others, you're not going to steal from other people. You're not going to do, you know, you're not going to murder someone. You're not going to covet what they have because you love them. Everything, all of the Ten Commandments, is summed up in those two statements. Love God, love other people. You know, there's, there's a couple others. Obviously, you know, what I'm trying to answer for you is because if you're like anything like me, as I read, don't speak evil against each other, my dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize each other and condemn each other, then you are criticizing and condemning God's law. How is speaking negatively, how is speaking evil, how is criticizing, how is condemning other people condemning the law, right? We're not condemning, we're not speaking evil of those of, of the law, we're speaking evil of those people, and I'm trying to, to connect the dots for you and help you understand how James, how, you know, what footing he has to make a statement like this, that if you speak evil against someone, you're speaking evil against God and the whole law. And that's Matthew 22, we're directed to love God, love other people. Romans 13, 8 to 10, we're not going to read it. But I'd encourage you, go look it up yourself. Romans 13, 8 to 10, this is Paul. And he's basically echoing exactly what Jesus said. He says, hey, if you love God, you love other people, love satisfies everything else. Love satisfies the law. Saying the same thing. There's another passage we're going to read. It's Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5. Some of you, you may be familiar with this, but Matthew 7 1 to 5, again, this is, this is Jesus speaking, and he says this, 7-1 of the book of Matthew, he says, Stop judging others, and you will not be judged, for others will treat you as you treat them. Others will treat you as you treat them. Whatever measure you use in judging others, it will be used to, uh, it will be used to measure how you are judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye? We're getting into it now. Why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. This is verse 5. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log from your own eye. Then perhaps you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Now, let's get this straight. In case you're not understanding what Matthew 7, 1 to 5 is saying, it's saying this. You have your own junk to deal with. Before you worry about correcting someone else, before you worry about gossiping about somebody else, before you worry about criticizing someone else and their temptation, their struggles, their weakness, deal with your own. Deal with your own stuff. Figure out what's going on in your own life. Because until we figure out what's going on in our heart, until we, until we win the battle against those temptations that we have in our life, we have no ground to stand on in pointing out the weaknesses, the failures in other people's lives. That's where the log and the speck thing comes out. You know, there's, there's a lot of passages that we could be talking about. You know, another one, John 13, verse 34 to 35, it says, 
So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. This is Jesus speaking. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. You know, can we be honest? Christians don't have a good name in our world. And it's not just because we're discriminated against. It's not just because a lot of it, let's just cut straight to the chase. A lot of it is because we live our lives, we act, to make a bold statement, we resemble a whole lot closer what Jesus was speaking about in Matthew 7, 1 to 5, than we do some of these other passages about loving God and loving others. We resemble what Jesus is speaking out when he says, hypocrite. It's not the world's fault that we have a stereotype of being hypocrites and, and being judgmental. You know whose fault that is? That's, that's our fault. Because we've chosen to look at the speck in other people's eye instead of dealing with the log in our own eye. We're supposed to be known by our love. We're supposed to be known as believers by our love. I don't know, you know, there's a whole lot of people listening to what I'm saying right now. I don't know what your experience has been with the church. I don't know if you're a believer. I don't know if you, you know, go to church every week, if you've never been to church in your life. I don't, you know, I don't know where you are, but I can guarantee that every one of us at some point or another have had some unique experiences with people that claim to be Christians. I'm apologizing to you right now for hurt that's been done to you by people that have claimed to be doing it out of love for God. It's wrong. I don't know what their intentions were. I don't care. What I do know is I've got to look my life before I point a finger at anybody else. And when I do have conversations with other people, it should be marked by love. Because what Jesus said, love God, love other people. When I read a passage like James 4, 11 to 12, and it says don't speak evil against each other, and don't criticize and condemn each other because you're criticizing and condemning the law, first thing that comes to mind is when we criticize, when we speak negatively, when we speak evil, you know, sometimes we have this sick, twisted way that when we're speaking this, we're in the right, but here's what, what, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was happening to you, it was happening to me, very rarely are negative, uh, negative talk, very rarely are criticisms and, and condemning other people, very rarely is that ever done in love. In my entire life, I can probably count on one hand the amount of time of people coming to me and speaking to me, and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were having a hard conversation with me, an uncomfortable conversation with me, because they loved me and they wanted me to get better. We need to do everything. 
We need to do everything in love. James goes a little further. James goes a little further in verse 12 when he begins to talk about how it's not our job. It's not our job to speak negatively, to criticize, to condemn other people, that that's God's job because he's the one who created the law. He's the one that that saves and destroys. He's the one. It's his job, not our job. You know, when we talk about this and, and, you know, I make a statement like, hey, it's not our job to judge, to criticize, not our job to do this. The first thing people often bring up is, well, I'm correcting or, you know, whatever. And I do want to take just a second, and I'm not going to make this into a big thing, but there is a difference between discerning and judging. You know, as as a, a Christian leader, as a pastor, there are some times that I've got to have difficult conversations with people. And I've got to make sure that my motives are correct, right? That I'm in the right, that I'm loving them. But there's a big difference between discerning that something is going on and judging someone. If before I ever have a conversation, I realize that that this is a judgmental thing, that conversation doesn't happen. There's a big difference between between discerning, right? Between God showing me, hey, there's something going on here and, and you need to guard yourself. Right? I can't tell you how many times we'll get in, you know, get out of the uh, get out of the car at a grocery store or at Walmart or something like that. And you know, there's just somebody that looks a little sketchy, right, hanging out off to the corner. I'm not judging that person when I tell my family, hey, be careful, you know, stick tight, let's go. I'm discerning something. I'm discerning that there's something going on there, right? It has nothing to do on how they look or anything else. It has to do with just a gut feeling that I've got that something is off. The biggest in my life, you know, for some people, this this can be a hard, you know, road to navigate the difference between discerning and judging. But the biggest thing that I've found is this. Discerning doesn't, discerning is usually personal. It's usually for yourself. When you begin to feel the the need to begin to talk about it to other people, you've crossed the line into judging. Right? When when I feel like I'm discerning something, that's for me. I take that as that's knowledge that God wanted me to have. But we get into judging. You know, that's when we get into the gossip. Usually when we're judging, man, there's just something inside of us that we've got to tell somebody. We gotta share it, right? That's why it's so, so deadly. It's so painful. I want to end right now with, uh, with a passage from Romans 13. Romans 13. We're going to read uh, verse 11 to 14. So it's right after a passage we, we uh, talked about earlier. But Romans 13, verses 11 to 14 says this. Another reason for right living is that you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for the coming of our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So don't live in darkness. Get rid of your evil deeds. Shed them like dirty clothes. Clothe yourselves with the armor of right living as those who live in the light. We should be decent and true in everything we do. 
so that everyone can approve of our behavior. Don't participate in wild parties and getting drunk or in adultery or immoral living. Right? It begins to go through a list here. In adultery, immoral living, or in fighting and jealousy. But let the Lord Jesus Christ take control of you and don't think of ways to indulge your evil desires. I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray that that God would help us to have that passage define our lives. That we would love God, that we would love others, and that we would seek that, we would run after that. We would, we would run, we would chase after the right things, the things we should be doing. We wouldn't focus on the negative things. We wouldn't get drawn in and sucked into things that are going to hurt us. Let's pray together. Jesus, right now, I thank you for each person that's listening, God, to my voice. I pray, Lord, that you would do a work inside of our hearts. God, we've recognized, we've identified the fact that every one of us, at some point or another, we struggle. We have struggled with negativity, talking badly about others, or criticizing, judging. God, and we don't want that to be the case. God, I'm asking right now that you would help us, God, to have our lives marked, our lives marked by Jesus' command. Way back in, in Matthew 22, when he says, the greatest commandment is this, love God, love others. God, help that to be the story of our life. God, help us, like John 13 says, to be known by our love. God, we thank you, we praise you. In your holy name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust you've been encouraged and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on clcgridley.org. We're now offering this same content and much more in video form on YouTube. We'll put the link below. If you'd like access to that information, please subscribe so you'll stay up to date on what's going on here. See you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.